This week on Hot Girl Torah, we're teaming up with BBYO Table Talk to give you a special episode where we talk Torah, BBYO, and more. We can't wait to have you. I'm Emily Klodny. I am part one of Hot Girl Torah. I am Dara Malatsky. I am part two of Hot Girl Torah. I'm Noah Golden. I am part one of the representation of Table Talk. <laughs> I'm Ben Geller, and I'm part two of Table Talk. I'm Madison Landau, and I'm part three of Table Talk. I'm Maya Dvorak, and I'm part four of Table Talk with BBYO Insider. We are so excited to be here. We are currently at BBYO International, Conve- International Convention with some of these incredible teens, part of Press Corps. Um, what, can one of you guys tell us like what else you do on Press Corps? Um, Press Corps is basically... Um, an international um, club or committee um, in the order. And basically we have a few teams. One is called journalism. So they write articles for um, the Shofar, AZA and BBG's newsletter. We also have teens who are a part of the social media team. So they manage the Snapchat takeovers, Instagram um, input. And the last team is brand new this year, the Table Talk team. So it's all about recording podcasts and highlighting some of the movement's um, finest moments. So what else do you guys do podcasts about? So we have a few teams within the podcast. Me, Noah, and Ben, our team specifically does interviews with people around the order. So we just recently did an interview with our CEO, Matt Grossman. Um, And we take the time to just learn about what's going on around the world. What else? I'm not a part of the podcast team in Press Corps, but I joined the IC podcast team, and it was really cool. I got to do a Thursday recap podcast a few days ago, and it was really amazing. That is so fun. I love to hear it. Um, So what else has been going on at convention? Can you give us the highlights, your favorite part so far? Um, My favorite part was probably meeting Loud Luxury Thursday night. Um, They had a great performance. It was about 45 minutes long, and then afterwards I got to meet them and talk with them for a little bit, also take pictures of them. I thought it was a very cool experience. Definite, definite highlight for me was um, Leeds Day yesterday, my Leeds Day. Although we didn't leave the hotel, like we had speakers come in and talk about like Zionism and like what that means to the Jewish people and like how Zionism plays a role um, in Israel and across the world. And I just think like there were three speakers. One was a rabbi, one was an Ethiopian Israeli, and then another was just another Jewish educator. And all three of those speakers did an absolutely fantastic job. Um, and like really like empowered me to like take charge and like lead the front of like Zionism and like what that means in as a whole. Wow. I love that to hear that, Noah. A definite highlight for me was just Shabbat in general and getting to take Shabbat pictures with all my friends outside because it made me feel like I was back at CLTC and it made me really excited for a Perlman this summer. I'm going to go right off of that and say I've loved being back with my Perlman friends and being able to take pictures with them and just reminisce on old times. I love that the highlight is taking photos because yeah. same. Yeah, honestly. Um, but that's actually a great transition because we started this at Perlman this summer. Yeah. Um, And we'd love to tell you guys just a little bit about how we got started, and then we'll get into our wisdom. Cool. Please go right ahead. (laughs) Okay, so Dara and I have known each other for a long time, Um, and she was a Jewish studies major. I'm a Jewish studies major. We often call each other like our remote chavruta um, and share Torah wisdom all the time via text and social media. And when we were at camp this summer... 
and before a little bit. We well, were before thinking, camp, we were like, we need yeah. to bring this to, we, we, we talk to her all the, like, it, it's not even like we sit down and we're like, we're going to study oh, no. Torah. Like, we're just like. We literally just text each other randomly. Like, we'll be like, oh, I saw this and thought of you. And it's like something from Torah. Yeah. Um, or like, I always love how EK is always like, Baruch Hashem, even like in such out of context situations. Always. Um, but yeah, so we, like, we've been doing this for a long time, just not recording it for a long time. Um, but the first, we, like, said, we were, like, okay, let's make a Google Doc and just, like, like write down BS on it. <laughs> like, we'll figure it out then. And the t- the doc still exists, and it is, I think it's still the doc we use to, like, yeah, make all of our notes. every episode. And it's called Sexy Torah Study, because that's what yeah. we were, like, we need something that's, like, risque or, like, gonna attract people to come and do this with us. Um, and that, that was, so that was, like, the original name. Yeah, and then when we were at Perlman this summer and the first um, round of Shabbat electives came around, which are, like, fun activities you do at Perlman during Shabbat that you can choose to go to, we decided we would lead a Shabbat elective called Sexy Torah Study, and then it transformed into being called Hot Girl Torah somehow. Well, so the first week of camp, I don't, I doubt that this was, like, the first time it was called this, but the first week of camp I read Torah at Shabbat just I I love to read Torah like I I'm I feel like I'm really good at it and I like always volunteer and I think it's nice for like you all to see like somebody like me or EK reading Torah um and Ophir my colleague who's the shaliach for BBYO he took a photo of me doing it and he sent it to a few of our friends and said hot girl Torah but I don't think that was the first time we've used that phrase but that no. picture like always sticks out to my mind because it's me like wearing like my bright colored outfit with like my top ta- my tallest like reading Torah in front of everybody yeah um but we did the first time we did it I, I remember like on the electives board I wrote like Dara and then I wrote and EK really small because you were going to lead a different elective instead yeah but I don't remember what it was <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't the first time we did it there was only like what five or six teens yeah we had a, a dedicated fan club <laughs> of a few BBGs who joined us at the amphitheater and sat while it rained. And we brought, like, two pieces of wisdom. Dara brought a great story from, like, her personal experience. And we chatted, and then we decided that we wanted to do it much more often. So that first session with the teens was was awesome. I, I remember, like, looking back on it, and I was like, nobody was engaging with us, like, on the content. And then the next week, like, we had, like, 25 teens show up, and it was it was amazing. Yes, this was Noah's for Madison. Were you there also? I wish I went to Hot Girl Tour over the summer, and it's probably my biggest regret <laughs> not. <laughs> I have been there since the second meeting and have been dedicated ever since. So... Like obviously, like hot girl Torah is not is not gendered. Um, it's it's supposed to be the the connection of like Torah wisdom and like contemporary life. Yeah, like making Torah part of your lifestyle, which is what we do, um, and what we hope that hot girl Torah encourages others to do, because we really think that Torah can be a part of a contemporary lifestyle with no like drawbacks or restrictions (laughs) and just like use like using some of that wisdom that we all and the values I think when I was a teen I very much connected to Judaism through like my community and that was like my friends at BBYO and I I didn't I didn't love going to Hebrew school I didn't love going to synagogue I never really felt connected in those sorts of ways and then I once I realized that that's okay and like I don't have to like fit into that like I don't know the 
formal like world of Judaism and that like my Judaism can be mine and myself and like that is enough um that's when I sort of like realized like this is you know this I and yesterday in, in the Lee mood that I, I ran with Land and I talked to the teens about how like this is my this feels like my why absolutely I think similarly like I grew up going to Jewish day school I have been learning Torah since I can remember um and I've always enjoyed like translating it into my language which is how I refer to it but just like making it easy to understand um which is really valuable and that's what we try to do every week on the podcast is take things that are maybe a little difficult to understand um but translate them into something that people our age can uh find meaningful love so I want I have some questions for y'all are you guys ready before you so ask questions, I just wanted to say I think it's amazing that like two such strong, powerful women that so many people look up to take the time to really like teach Torah in a way that we all can relate to, and it's super inspiring. I agree, it's really inspiring, and it, you're just such role models. <laughs> that's that really, is so kind. That's really sweet. I We're really flattered. That. <laughs> I some more context about me is I study experiential Jewish education um, in grad school. So basically, experiential Jewish education is any type of Jewish um, education that you get that it is outside of a formal setting like synagogue or Hebrew school. Um, and I really feel like this is, we, there's nothing like this in the Jewish world and that a lot of times like teens and young people and youth want and are seeking ways to connect to Judaism that are outside of the norm. And I think that BBYO is an incredible place to do that and that like Hawk Girl Torah and stuff like this is is like the new wave of of Jewish connection. Absolutely. So all around I see there are pieces of Jewish wisdom that we have that that are like plastered with y'all's faces <laughs> on it. Um the teens like to say that they are poster children when they get their face on posters, and that's like the best best feeling ever. Oh, if it's a good photo, of course. Um, but I I want to know like how that makes you guys feel, and what like being so like you're basically. And I, I totally have to give credit to Morgan for this. Oh, yeah. uh, my colleague Absolutely. Morgan was like, ask the teens how they feel about being wrapped in Torah because that's literally the hotel is wrapped in Torah. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? How does it make you feel? I think it's something that I can only experience in BBYO, and I think a lot of people can really relate to that. Being here wrapped around Torah and not like the super in-your-face way, but almost a really meaningful and powerful way is something you can't get anywhere else. I also just feel like it just really showcases like the power of pluralism. Like pluralism is the posters. Like to me, that's what like we stand for as a global pluralistic organization. Like knowing that... Um, we have this Torah all around the convention center and like it's our friends like we know them like some of us like went on summer programs like they are in our communities like they are on Torah and like just knowing that like everyone has a connection to like I'm to any one of these posters like is unreal and it like really showcases like how powerful we can be as teens and like what we are doing in the global Jewish community. I love that you said the Torah is our friends. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's how I felt as a teen, seeing Torah all around convention. Um, I always felt like it made it so much more accessible to me and my friends because you can just look up and see a huge poster and read a line of Torah. And, like, that's so easy. You don't have to, like, go online or, like, go to a synagogue and unroll the Torah to read Torah. You can just read it off a poster 
and it can still have meaning to you. So do any of y'all have a favorite piece of wisdom from convention? Um, I do, yeah. So it's, it happens to be the one with my big face on it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, haven't, wonder why. if you haven't seen it yet. It's right as you walk into the entrance. If you look to the right, I'm on, like about 20 feet big. <laughs> um, the quote is, how good and pleasant it is for brothers and siblings to dwell together. I read it and thought straight back to Perlman and how when I came to uh, um, when I came to IC, seeing friends I hadn't seen in seven months was such an amazing feeling, and it brought back that feeling of like connectivity that I feel with BBYO. I really loved one that said, it is precisely for this moment that you have risen to lead, because I feel like this really connects to me personally, because I'm only a sophomore, and I've been like slowly rising as a leader. I'm on my chapter board, and I'm hoping to strive for bigger things. And I joined press corps and IC steering, and I just feel like it shows like my journey and how far I've come and how much I'm still growing. I really I want to talk about that one a little bit because I think it really shows that like leadership is a choice, like, and it is in this moment and in this community that you are not only you don't only have the choice to lead, but like you are given the space and the platform and the opportunity to do so. Um, I love, I love that one. Me too. That's a great one. Yeah. I was also going to say like, um, in the declaration video that was like played, um, in the Thursday plenary, like during opening ceremonies, um, someone said, I forgot who it was. It was a line of like, we choose to lead and we are chosen to lead. And I feel like knowing that like being on IC steering, being press corps, like you choose to do what you want to do. And like, no one's here to tell you like, you're doing too much, you're doing too little, like you do the amount that's right for you. And like, I think that's so amazing to see. I love that there's just so many different opportunities to lead because you could lead in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be the same as your friend. You could do different things and still grow as leaders. And I just think that's so amazing. Love. Yeah. Who wants to share next? I can share one. Um, so I found one that says, in a place where there is no mensch, strive to be a mensch. I first of all feel like this really represents BBYO, we try to be good people and uplift one another. But I also thought it was a little funny because you hear this <laughs> same idea in just many different forms. Absolutely. Talk more about that. What do you mean in many different forms? Like I feel like even if you're in the space that's not like a Jewish space, you'll, you'll, you'll hear people say like strive to be kind or mm. even if no one else around you is being a good person, like always be the leader, be the good person. And now that knowing that that comes almost from Torah, it's a lot more special and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a great way to see that like Jewish wisdom is just general wisdom for the world too, not just for us. Right. And it's really just about like how you apply it to your specific life. So if you read that and you're like, oh, Judaism values kindness, like whenever I am kind to those in need or my friends, like that's would be me connecting to Judaism if that is like something that you value. And that can be like a Jewish, it can be a way for you to feel and connect to your identity is kindness, which I think is amazing. Absolutely. I, I have a piece that like is my favorite from around convention. It is hanging in the tower lobby um, and it's from Proverbs. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a person sharpens the wit of their friend. Um, I love this one because to me, I think it means like tough love breeds love. Like you don't always have to be um, like, I don't know how to put it, but iron sharpens iron, like to sharpen a knife, you rub it on another piece of metal. So sometimes things are hard and like hard things happen, um, but that's how you grow. Yeah, something 
um, I thought was really interesting was uh, it's our time to explore Israel. And, like, I think it's amazing that we're, like, exploring Israel, but, like, we're not in Israel. Like, we are in the diaspora, and, like, that is amazing. And knowing that, like, Israel, like, people in Israel worry about Israel, but also all of us worry about Israel, and all of us have a connection to Israel. Um, whether we've been there a million times, whether we've been there once, or maybe we haven't gotten there yet, but we plan to. Everyone has that connection, and, like, we are in Dallas, like, discovering our connection together, and people in Israel are also discovering and continuing their connection. I think that something super valuable that we have shifted to in BBYO is shifting from, like, speak up to Israel to explore Israel, Um, and I think BBYO really has done a great job in the sense of we are not giving you the opinion, but giving you the resources and the the tools that you need to discover your own connection and relatability, which I think is, it's similar to, I think, what we seek to do in Hawk World Torah and as well in the greater BBYO is give you the tools to connect to Judaism in whatever way you want. Like, just like Noah was saying earlier about pluralism, um, giving you all of the options so that you can pick what option feels right for you. I love what you were just saying about Israel. I think, and almost similar to Torah, it's hard to really truly love and understand something unless you've been there and you've embraced yourself in it. Um, I think that applies to both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this can give people a start in Torah, and BBYO gives people a start in Israel, which is, like, super cool. That's an entry point. Right. Absolutely. Um, The piece that I really loved um it was the one that said like for every jewish teen every anywhere and everywhere and then the quote is from deuteronomy 29 15 that says even for those who are not yet here which that speaks to me so much because i i do i i really feel like it is my uh like i've said this it's it's my why to bring youth and to bring teens and and even young adults as well and and uh, those of all ages into judaism in a way that they might not have seeked out yet. Um, I would love to know, like, maybe for the four of you, when that moment was for you, or if you're still seeking that, or or what connects you, what what drives you to be connected to Judaism? Um, I can definitely start, because my moment was during um, ILTC, uh, one of BBYL's, like, premier summer experiences. Um, And it was during, um, like, our hype-up motivation. I forget what it was called. Madison, what was it called? Um, I have no oh, um, Kavanaugh. Frame. Yeah, Kavanaugh. <laughs> um, during Kavanaugh, um, Morgan was like, we don't get to choose who have access to BBYO. Rather, like, we choose um, how we present ourselves to those teens. And I thought that was so powerful because, like, we don't get to choose who gets to join this movement. Like, this movement is open to any Jew in the world. And, like, that is unbelievable. Um, our responsibility now as those current members and leaders is to like provide them with the experiences so they can continue and continue. Um, And I feel like as we approach Centennial, like that is something I'm thinking about. And like, like I have, those words have stuck with me like ever since um, I heard it. And that was definitely like a moment for me. Um, For me, it was probably like the time I felt most, like I realized I was connected to Judaism was my last Shabbat in Israel two summers ago with BBYO Passport. Um, I was, we had Shabbat at the Kotel and just being there with friends that I'd made over the past three weeks 
knowing that I'd made friends for life was kind of amazing, praying in a place that wasn't too special to me at the time, but then realizing after three weeks how amazing the country is really made it like so eye-opening to me and really made me think about my like Judaism beliefs and everything a little bit more, and, like onto a deeper level. Um, for me, going into ILTC and Kala, I was told I was going to have a huge spiritual awakening and I never had it and I was very upset about this leaving and I came back about a week later for international execs where all the presidents go and we did this ghost tour one night where we went through all the areas of Perlman and we went into this one room where I guess AZA elections were held when IC was still at Perlman and I've just never felt more connected to my Judaism when I was there knowing that for so long people have continued the same traditions that we're doing in BBYO outside of BBYO it's just really special to be part of such a powerful community. Personally, I feel like I never truly connected to Judaism until I joined BBYO. And the first time I truly felt like the most connected was at CLTC Havdalah. That last one on one of the last nights, it was just so incredible because we were all there in a circle, arms around each other at night with like the little tea lights. And it was just so incredible. We were all crying because we wanted because we were going to miss each other and we were all singing the songs. And it was just so powerful that we all knew the words. We all felt the same connection. And I'm really looking forward to experiencing that this summer on the promontory. I feel like that's just going to be even more incredible. It really sounds that like for for the most of you are, and I'm sure a lot of the teens in the room can also agree with this, that like the community is what connects you so deeply to Judaism. So I'm so curious as to what is it about community and Jewish friends that, you know, is distinctly Jewish to you? For me, I think it has a lot to do with our Jewish upbringing. I found, at least for me, that a lot of Jewish kids are brought up in similar ways with similar, I guess, lessons taught by their parents. So having that connection is when you immediately meet each other and being able to play Jewish geography and all these powerful things. It's just something that connects me from someone from literally anywhere in the world. I totally agree because back at home, I'm the only Jew in my grade, so it's a little harder. But then when I come to BYO, I just figure, I find that I like instantly connect with people. Like whether I'm at regional conventions, summer programs, I see like I talk to someone and I just like immediately can form a connection, can play Jewish geography. Like Madison said, we just have so much more in common than I feel like I do with people at school. So it's just so incredible. I also think that we love the sense of being connected to something. And when we're back together after, let's say, seven months of not seeing friends or anything, it makes the connection a lot stronger. So for me, being connected to BBYO has always been like the sense of belonging and not really, like I don't have to be with people who are in BBYO to feel the sense of belonging, but it's just knowing that they're there like gives me that like feeling i like 100 percent agree with everything ben just said and just like to add um also like we all join bbyo like and we all want to connect with people like we're all looking for the same thing so like that just commonality just brings everyone like so close together and it's just like with BBYO like it doesn't matter like if we're at Perlman if we're at the Common Point Retreat Center if we're in Dallas if we're wherever like the people make the place and like knowing that we like can be literally anywhere and we're still so connected no matter where in the world we can be is just so powerful. I feel like everyone had that like one or two people that pushed them to join BBYO and I feel like that makes it really special because my sisters were a part of BBYO and watching them form their friends while I was still in middle school just like really inspired me and it made me think 
oh my God, this is something that I definitely want to join. This is something I want to be a part of. And that was just amazing. Do you see a difference in who you were before you joined and versus now and like maybe like what practices you do or what like connections you have? 100%. Um, Definitely. Yeah, there are times now where it'd be like a Shabbat and I try to not be on technology, like my phone as much as I usually would, like just to live in the moment more and not necessarily for the religious aspect, but more just living in the moment. But I can flip it onto the religious side of it and because it is Shabbat, like I need to wake, like wake up a little bit and get out and moving. <laughs> I feel like for me, like joining BYO and being a part of this community, it taught me to like speak up and be more outgoing because especially with COVID, I feel like I turned into this very shy person that was very to myself and just like being a part of all of this community and all these people that are so similar to me, I feel like it really brought out the best side of me. I think for me, um, before I joined BBYO, I never covered my eyes during the Shema. It was just not something that my temple did. And now it's something that I feel is almost if it's muscle memory to do. And it just gives me that moment of peace. I just feel like joining BBYO, like, really just, like, pushed my boundaries and, like, pushed me out of my comfort zone in, like, all, most if not all ways. But, like, one way that's really sticking out to me right now is, like, the denomination of Judaism that we all practice. Like, I grew up very like I go to a conservative temple like like very traditionally conservative um so like going to BBYO um where there are so many different practices and denominations of Judaism I was like wait like this is such a culture shock um for lack of better words um but also just like knowing like out of my friends back home I'm the only like conservative Jew and like I felt like really alone in my Judaism and like what like me going to services for three hours on a Saturday for a bar mitzvah as opposed to like two hours, like just felt like weird to me. And like at all of my friends, like B'nai mitzvahs, like I would like sit in there and I was like, wait, like we don't use the same tunes. Like we don't do the same things. It was like weird. And I was not used to it, but joining BBYO like has caused me to like test my limits. Like at home. Yes. I'm still like mostly a practicing conservative Jew, but in BBYO, like I test my limits now. And like, I do what I feel comfortable, no matter what denomination it may be associated with. I want to bounce off of what Noah's saying. I think that I, I've grown up very reform and more cultural, um, but being in BBYO, I've gotten to try out new styles of Judaism and really see I like certain things and other things I like a bit more the way I do them at back at home, but it's just a nice balance between the two. I 100% agree with what Madison said, and I think it's really interesting how many different tunes there are for, like, the same prayer, and I really feel like it connects us all, because even if we're singing something differently, we're still singing the same words. I love that you guys just talked about how you feel connected to Judaism in BBYO. Dara and I are not in BBYO. Um, I'm a college student. Dara works for BBYO full-time and is not a member, (laughs) Um, and so I want to know how... First of all, how do you feel like you can connect to Judaism outside of BBYO? And how do you feel like Hot Girl Torah can help you do that? Um, I'm, a, I'm a junior right now, but when I go to college, I plan on being very active in Hillel. I'm purposely going to choose a school that has a huge Jewish population and a big Hillel. I think that's really important to have that community, knowing how much has impacted me now. And another part of that is just finding no matter where I am and no matter where I go, people who are part of this community and can connect to me through that and people who maybe weren't but were also in other Jewish youth groups or just went to sleepaway camp and feel connected to that cultural part of their Judaism. 
Um, completely agree with what Madison said. Like, I'm a senior currently, like, committed to a school with a um, prominent Jewish population. Um, knowing that, like, I will have people, like, there who will support me, whether they were in BBY or not, um, that is just great. Um, and honestly, just, like, how... Honest, as corny as it sounds, like some of the Jewish holidays, like just being with my family, like that to me is like really powerful. Like, um, like on my mom's side, for example, like we live in like three different states, like um, Florida, Connecticut, and New Jersey. And like knowing when we all come together and just like talk about what's going on. Like we literally could be talking about nothing and I'm sitting there like laughing the whole time. Like it's like the, st the silliest things and like the things that like don't mean much, but like they mean like so much at the same time. Um, I don't know if you guys like got that. No, but. it's like the yeah. it's the little things. Yeah, which Absolutely. is like I said at the beginning, like it is Ek's like Baruch Hashem in the middle of our conversation about like going out. That like <laughs> that is what like connects it. It's like this is a this is something I I do in my this is so cute. Um, I do in my um, like normal everyday life that yeah. brings it back to you know Judaism. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Sorry, that's just, like, how we do this is Judaism is, like, our lifestyle. Like, there is no separation between, like, we graduated BBYO and now we're, I don't know, different or don't have the access to things we had in BBYO. We just, like, make Judaism our lifestyle, and that's a lifestyle of two young people. Right, but it doesn't have to, inter like, it doesn't have to be different than the lifestyle that I'm currently having. So Absolutely. I think something that EK and I, like, really value is the idea of the fact that we are normal, everyday people. We go out, we have fun, we um, have relationships, we, ha we struggle with our confidence, we struggle with our friendships, um, and we use... Judaism and Jewish wisdom to like influence the ways that we like look at those situations. Absolutely. Some people find solace in music, books, poetry. We happen to find it in Torah. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's like absolutely like amazing. And like knowing that like sometimes I was like thinking about this like since um Hakal Torah Perlman, like getting ready to just like go out with friends or just like go to dinner or like go, like, do something fun, like, like, getting ready and just be, like, wow, like, I really like the way I look right now, and, like, if I, like, am confident in myself, like, I know that, like, my version of Judaism and, like, my, the God that I believe in, like, is accepting of that, and, like, knowing um, that, like, my relationship with my God and, like, my Judaism, like, can influence me is, like, so amazing. And it's, it, it all is so about your own interpretation, your own reflection, and how you can apply that wisdom to your life. I, I love what you just said, Noah. I thought that was really special. I want to almost go off what Noah just said and just say, like, I'm sitting here with three of my closest friends, and I think it's really cool that we all look at Judaism so differently, but we're here together talking about the same thing, and we're able to all connect through it. Totally. And it all it all applies to our lives in different ways. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening knows about manifesting and manifestation. I was, was going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, and that's something that can be found in Torah. I mean, Proverbs 18, 21 tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So, like, 
our words have power. And what's so funny is like every, so whenever Mm -hmm. I I have this tradition that whenever (laughs) I go out with my friends, like literally before like a night out on the town, we all go in a circle and we do a manifestation of the night. So like tonight I will like have a great night or tonight like we'll be blah, 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 blah. And like that for me is a connection to to Judaism and, and gratitude and you know and yeah me and my friends like literally do something different like similar we literally go around goals of the night like go everyone in a circle and I just think it's like absolutely hysterical sometimes but like yeah like so meaningful because like we like want to go out and we have fun but we also like have objectives and like knowing that things like could influence I don't know that's really cool I had no idea that manifestation took place in the Torah and I think that now like I want to incorporate that now more into my me and my friends lives and it's just something really cool no and it's really like you can find anything in connection with like Judaism um and I think that's that's what me and EK think is so special about Judaism is that you can literally apply it and apply the wisdom to your life in any way that you find meaning in. Um, and I think Noah's point of like how you interpret and how you experience mm-hmm. Judaism on your own, once you are okay with what that is, is like that's when you will like have like a fulfilled Jewish life. Absolutely. You also, um, Dara, like said something at Perlman about like the way you dress on Shabbat. Um, and that was something that like really stuck with me. Um, and like, not necessarily like defying expectations, but like dressing with comfort, but also like dressing with meaning. Um, and like, that's something like, even when I'm not like getting dressed, like for like Shabbat last night, for example, like something I like still think about and like looking and like saying like, do I, instead of like asking like 10 million of my friends if they like my outfit, <laughs> like asking myself, do you like, like what you're wearing? And yeah. like going off of that. Just to quickly tell that story. Yes. I don't think I've ever told it actually on the real podcast. No, um, we haven't. I was wearing like a, a brown long dress and it is like it's bodycon so it's form fitting um and i there was somebody who i was with who made a comment um i said they were like oh i like your dress and i was like oh i actually bought it to wear for shabbat at camp um and they were like oh you're gonna wear that for shabbat at camp and like that was a that was like a like that was a lot to hear especially because it was from somebody who is very close to me um and you know it was very much like, this is what I feel comfortable in. I feel very beautiful in this dress. Like I feel very confident in it. Um, and I am happy to pray in it. And like my prayer and my connection with the prayer and God, it, that's between me and myself and God. Um, that has nothing to do with like what other people think of what I'm wearing. And like the same um, idea can be applied to like when you're just going out and having a good night. It's like, if I am comfortable with who I am, then like what other people think does not matter. I'm going to bounce off of that and just say, like, if you're not confident in what you're wearing and how you feel, then what's even the point of going out and trying to create something amazing or even go and pray? Like, you should feel great about yourself. So wear whatever the hell you want. Exactly. I totally agree with that because I feel like I always, like, send pictures of my outfits. My friends are like, do you like this? Do you like this one better? And I'm like, which one do I like better? Right. And I feel like I always ask a million people, but then I end up wearing whatever I like best. Right. It's like just so interesting why even ask yeah honestly and the, I think that like you could even like can that you can connect that to Judaism too I think during like the first two examples of hot girl Torah at camp we got so many questions of like is it okay to do this mm. this and that and mm-hmm. me and Emily were like that is between you and your connection to Judaism like if you are asking us for permission on how you practice like that means that you are unsure about your own practices so like 
once you know do religion is so it's so about your own connection it's so personal um and for you to find your own connection and be comfortable with that connection is is really all you need absolutely like ask yourself if you're okay with the way that you're experiencing judaism and if you're not you can just change it I feel like I just want to say that this whole podcast experience has been so incredible, and I never realized how much Torah connects to, like, our everyday lives until now. And I really feel like I'm going to be thinking about this more often, like, especially when I'm walking around Dicey and seeing the posters. Like, I don't think I ever realized, like, the sayings on those posters are Torah. And now that that I know that they are, I feel like I'm going to look at them differently. Same here, yeah. All right, thank you, everyone, for coming to another session of hot girl torah um be sure to follow us on instagram and we are also on spotify so just make sure to stay updated and we are so excited for the next episode and we'll see you guys soon